Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 75, a podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen Williams, and joining me today is your co-host... I'm Zach Grosser. And I'm Frederica Monti. What should we talk about this week? Ooh, lots of stuff. So many things. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's just go straight into Apple earnings. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I just read all about it all morning. I haven't written my newsletter today. I feel guilty, and I saw that. Wow. Don't, don't feel guilty. You're, you're a person. trillion dollar company, potentially. 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 If it opens today, that we don't know yet. We'll be watching. So You'll know by the time you listen to this if that happened or not. Look, I actually uh, want to stay, say before we talk about earnings, because as soon as I hear somebody say Apple earnings or like Microsoft earnings, I immediately am like, oh God, I'm going to fall asleep. I don't care. I no. don't care about these things. <laughs> However, the only reason I think Apple earnings are interesting at the moment is because of where they are at a company, as a company. Like, yeah. And I think... Them in particular, they're so secretive that, like, this is the only time you can really see if the things they're saying, like, the watch under is the huge. Yeah. Under the hood. Uh, you see yeah. under the hood. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, okay. So, anyway, just with that caveat, so let's keep it short. Yeah, but- I, I, I just, like, you said they're a, a, in a place, like, they could be a $1 trillion company, yeah. and yet, right now, I think a lot of people are unfavorable to their current products. Yeah, I mean, there are obviously things that people like, or else they wouldn't be a $1 trillion company, but there are a lot of people unsatisfied with the Mac, and maybe not their favorite iPhone. You know, there's there's lots of question about where they're they, going. I wish they were a bit more open about where they're going, because mm. it always feels like we're guessing. A good metaphor for the, what is happening, or my feelings towards what is happening, is what happened to the MacBooks. So, yeah. for instance, it used to be like, you could change the battery and you could like update your computer and you could open it up and you could see the parts. And now if you mm-hmm, open mm-hmm. your computer, it's just smooth uh, piece of plastic. There's nothing you can touch. Yeah. Everything is glued together. Everything is shut. You cannot update anything. You cannot like make it better, whatever. Um, it feels like super smooth without. So it's not like a computer anymore. It is Apple property and they decide whatever the fuck. Mm. Um, it's not our thing anymore. Well, I, the phones have always been like this, or cell phones anyway, with the exception of you could pull the battery out. Yeah. And the SIM card. Which so, is really bad because it would always. The old iPhone was out. repairable though. Remember, like the 4S yeah. had all the screws. You could like replace the screen. I mean, I used to work at the Apple store fixing iPhones, and the the three, the three GS, the four, the four S, they were a lot easier to repair than like once the five came out. They started attaching hardware mm. to the back of the display hey, so though, you broke the display it was sort of like pulling more of the phone glue apart. more of it yeah so my sister used to work at an apple repair lab actually oh, here really? in the netherlands and she used to repair like the iphone 6 i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that model was the thing then oh, and that was a good phone that was after i left the apple store so i never Ooh. got to repair those yeah, so I think they were repairable, but like I Ish. think also around that time they started uh, outsourcing repairs because that's what she was doing. She wasn't working uh, directly the authorized for authorized reseller. No, not for well, authorized. Authorized repair center. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. So if you would bring it, bring it to an Apple store, yeah, um, that doesn't have like repair cap- capacity themselves or mm. not enough, then they they would bring it to there. So that's really unfortunate because they used to do with the exception of in the China market, they used to do, you didn't you didn't hand them, you never turned in your phone, you didn't check in an, a phone. Right. It was, we're gonna take this in the back and fix it and bring yeah. it back, or yeah, we're yeah. gonna swap it. On the spot. On the spot, with the exception of in the China market where they made their employees repair the phones regardless of what hmm. was wrong with them, which has its own like implications. But I got a lot of brown box repaired, uh, replacements. Right. They would just like look at it and they're like, yeah, well, it's probably broken. We'll just give you a, like a new refurbished model. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay with it. So I, I've ne- never, never have I ever, what the fuck? I've never had a repair like that before. Wow. Every time when I was there for a repair on my iPhone, they would just take it in and I had to like be without one. For oh, two yeah. You, so it used that to be, it, I remember this around the iPhone 6S. This is digressing a little bit, but they started doing that. Yeah, but if you would push hard enough, they would still give you a replacement, but you had to be really an asshole. Because <laughs> yeah. um, you had to basically say, I need this for work. And that's when they would just give you something a lot of the time. Well, so as you for were, MacBooks, it doesn't work like that. Well, you, it used to. <laughs> <laughs> they say just buy it one and return it. No, no, that one that I, you have of mine. So I gave that to them once for repair, and they just gave me a new one because they it would take me out of service for ten days. Yeah, exactly. But to yeah. 
my partner did just say yeah, like well now oh, it's just not buy one. not generous as uh, as it was before which is to- interesting because they are making so much money though yes and to bring it back to earnings that's the fascinating thing about like this time around is like they're almost the billion dollar company trillion trillion oh my god imagine if they were only one billion um we would buy shares no so like the earnings was interesting because like everything's a lot smaller everything's not growing very much like it's clear they're out of that like graph going upwards emoji uh phase of their thing like if you look at the iphone it used to grow you know 10 percent every quarter it was just like crazy sales and now it's one percent like you're on uh, quarter over quarter like, is this sales or revenue Sales, we, but that's where yeah. it gets really weird. So, like, the sales have gone up 1%. They're only selling 1% more iPhones. But 1% of iPhones is, like, 60% revenue left now because it's all iPhone ten. So, I have to ask, is it... Are they just making more profit per phone? Significantly. It, it feels like... I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago. The, like, every generation of Xbox, the games were $10 more. Yeah. And it's, like... You're not getting necessarily more for your money, but they just, like, that's how they increase the price. Yep. And so, like, the iPhone for a while seemed pretty consistently priced. Yeah, it didn't change. And then it started, like, oh, this one's a little bit more expensive. So there's a great graph on Quartz that I'll embed in the show notes. They graph the price of the iPhone average over 10 years, and it's kind of like this, like, ziggly, zaggy line. And then this year it goes up completely to the right. And And it's because the iPhone X has, I think it's... I don't know the exact number. I think it's like 30% more revenue uh, per unit because iPhone X basically like costs a little bit more to make, but uh, because it's like positioned as premium, oh. they uh, added a lot more money to it. So I think that starts at 1100 now. And this is what they're also doing in the EU. This That's is what they're also doing with the iPad Pro. Yeah, and so they bring it up market while, and look, it's a smart strategy. So what they see, I think this is this is what everybody's thinking. What everybody thinks is happening is Apple sees that sales are slowing. And they know that if they start reporting that iPhone sales are falling, the whole industry, the bottom will fall out because mm. all analysts will freak out. And they'll never be a trillion dollar company. And so by raising the revenue per unit, they got ahead of that happening. It will happen eventually, but that would have happened this quarter if the iPhone X didn't exist. I, I understand it. It's just really frustrating because it's so exclusionary. It's yeah, like big time. I remember it used to be Apple was for people that could afford it. And it was then, for everybody. And yeah. then no, then it was for everybody. But yeah. before it was like yeah. way too expensive. And then yeah. it was for everybody. And so they started like, you know, there's an iPad that's three hundred dollars and there's like this. the the iPod uh, Nano that was yeah, like real was the, affordable. Like, the poor man's iPad. Yeah, the like, like uh, forty nine dollar iPod. It was just it, We never had that though here in Europe. Oh, really? I oh, only had the nano ever. But I just... <laughs> no, we had the Nano, but not those prices. Oh, right. I just, like, they they haven't done a good job of, like, where's the cheap iPhone? They're well, just, they don't like, want to. four generation old iPhones. Yeah, so that's their whole plan. It's, like, in India, the most popular iPhone is the 5SE. But it's really and frustrating. it's three years old. Because they're not going to keep the market if they don't have some price variety. Well, you can see the discontent in other markets, like emerging markets like India, where... People don't want to spend more than $300 on a phone, and so they don't, and that's just how it is. Also, like, the 5SE is a really good phone. Yeah, the 5SE is a good phone, but then you look at like what Huawei is doing in these yeah. markets, and Huawei is selling an iPhone 10 at the price of the iPhone SE, and that's a real big problem, I think, for like global growth. Well, Huawei just became the second largest uh, sh- smartphone shipment. Yeah. Surpassing Apple. Apple was in the number two spot. It's Huawei's big. You can get, they, their phones are cheap. Like the P60, that one with the crazy colored back, that thing is like 400 euros and it's like an insane it's, iPhone. It sounds ugly. It's, it's beautiful. It's like this crazy reflective back. I just have to show you, but you can... I feel like we have... We might have slightly different tastes. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to buy it because there's a few things I don't like about it, but um, this phone has sold more uh, units... Uh, it's like a record for per day sales on a, any phone. Uh, I wouldn't ever buy it because it's this crazy thing. You know those cars where it's like every color depending on where you look at it? Yeah. It looks like that to me. Uh, I think it, is it this one? Just so we're on the same page. It's one with the purple back like this. Yeah, I've seen it. And it changes color if you move. Yeah, yeah. It kind yeah. of ties in with the whole the phones uh, are not hollow. Weird. Yo, like, I usually kind of dig it in the reflective. Anyway. There's a really big hype going on with shifting colors like that on the internet. People love just anything that's not boring. We've talked about that well, before. Yeah, but this reminds me of like uh, dad cars. Yeah. You know, like the cars your dad gets in his yeah. 50s. Yeah, yeah. And Mid- it's midlife like, crisis phone. Yeah. 
Yeah, that it's just, um, but maybe that's like a me thing. But it's the no, thing that's selling them. That's the thing. It's like it's the only way to compete at this point is like do something completely weird. Well, it's because all of the phones out, right. all of the computers out, they're so similar now. We're not. We're, we're no longer like this computer's ten times more powerful yeah. than any other computer on the market. It's, it's like this one has all, a cute bezel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like that's why the XPS sells so well is because there's no bezels. Actually. They're just all competing on littler things. Yeah, and. That's maybe Apple's biggest problem this year and going so forward. They did a really good job like brainwashing me because I'm already thinking like that phone must be trash because it's not Apple. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? But it's $300 and I that's a big difference. I don't even agree with that, but I, ju- I s- still feel it like popping into but my head. But this is all premium brands. It's like they train you for years that like yeah. you think it's worth more when it's made in the same yeah. factory it's practically. Like coach leather is like, oh, it's like the, the best. And the it's the like, Pixel well, is manufactured huh. by Foxconn like next door. Like... <laughs> It's like Same with like Gucci slides. They're basically yeah. plastic slippers, but yeah, everyone's yeah. like But it's got the Gucci, Gucci brand on yeah, it. Like, well so it's you have the so, Apple brand on it, so it's seven hundred well, more it's dollars. It's a luxury brand. It's a luxury brand. Yeah. But other people will think so much more of me because I, I have this seven hundred <laughs> euro more to spend on computer things. So one I last think thing it's on a the great things. way for them to separate us from our money. That yeah. was I think that's what it will continue to be. And I don't think there's anything bad here, but it's interesting that they got in front of it by raising the price and like people didn't really complain about it. Yet. I'm frustrated by it, but you're right. Like everyone pretty much accepted that's the cost well, of an global, iPhone. And global smartphone shipments are down right now. Apple was exactly against that. Right. And they have raised their cost per unit and solved the earnings problem. But the biggest reveal from this whole thing was actually that the Mac is dying. Just real quick, lower their cost per unit. You said raise cost oh, per yeah. unit. I just, they yeah, raised right. their revenue per unit. You're correct. Yeah. So the biggest thing out of this is that actually the Mac is uh, shrinking. Uh, for the first time in known history, I think the it's the smallest sales to, since 2010, which is pretty like significant. Whoa. Like, uh, it fell three million shipments, but year over year. But they just announced the new ones, and so I that's think, what they justify it as. Yeah, well, I think that's right though. Everyone knew that they were going to release new MacBooks this year. No. Oh, I I no. think I think I think everyone <laughs> even knew, even if it wasn't new, it was going to be a spec bump. Okay, but that's the interesting thing is like. Three million is not the bump in sales that you see every year. And so that's, right. I guess, where everybody, Apple's narrative was like, don't worry. It's just like, because we didn't release them in time. And everyone else is like, okay, but the gonna, three million isn't missing from last year. Right. But the, what, what's going to happen is now they have to prove it this quarter. Yeah. So their next earnings, yeah. if max sales are not better, yeah. then they have to eat their lunch. Eat their hat, as you say. Like What's really interesting to me is like one of the biggest proponents, and like I, we've talked this shit to death, so I don't want to go on about it, but the biggest proponent of Mac that I see out there has completely turned on them is that Marco Armen guy um, on Twitter. He's like the guy who made Overcast, he made a few other things. He is like completely losing his shit about it. Really? Yeah, we'll because he's really annoyed. Notes. So he, he was on a whole thing the other day about the new MacBook, how like you're buying the same computer as last year with some specs from the year before for 5,000 more. Like, it's, he's really frustrated. He's like, Apple only sees it as a means to an end. And that's why you're seeing this in the earnings is, like, the people who are buying them have to buy them. And, like, everyone else is just, like, waiting eternally for, like, whatever refresh right. is, like, good enough. Yeah, everyone's, like, holding on to Yeah, like, their, everybody's using the 20... Every time I see right. it, it's like, we're going to use the 2015 MacBook Pro. So, <laughs> yeah, so until I, they stop selling it. Yeah. I, I thought I had to buy a new MacBook last week yeah. because my MacBook was... We had panic mode. Oh my god, it was so bad. For some reason, the F key stopped working, which is very... <laughs> annoying if your name is Frederica. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is so annoying. It's insane. Um, I'm pretty happy that you don't have... Like, F is not a really used yeah, letter in general, but like for Zach, my... Zach, swear words with it. Zach Owen and Frederica talked <laughs> about that. Frederica under the hood. how often I've like... Yeah, okay. Anyway, so the F key started, like, breaking. Oh, my God. But the worst problem was it was fanning all the time. Oh, it was, like, the worst. heating up. I couldn't, like, everything was slowing down. And you're that one at the office where it's, like, oh, on your desk. During the, the heat wave. Yeah, oh, oh my God, wave. that was the so, heat wave. Yeah, so I think that tied into it. That made it worse. Um, and I was, like, oh, no, I have to buy a new one. And and then, like, because the new ones just came out. It was yeah, it was good timing. Story. I was, like, shit, it's really good timing. Yeah. Um... um but I don't know. I, you know, I cleaned so like, up my MacBook. Yeah, it, like the internal dust, I got it rid of it, and it seems fine now. Yeah, so exactly. I'm just and I think hold this on is to it. this is enigmatic of the whole industry. Is like everything they're taking me hostage. Yeah, I mean, but everything is slowed down a lot, and like 
we've talked about it before like the only thing that really compels anybody now is like completely different form factors like ipad pro or like the service where you can separate them and that's why i think apple really needs to do something in macbook that's different because well, that's why i think surface go is magic well yeah like but like you said like everyone's holding on to their 2015 yeah. macbooks waiting and while they're waiting for apple to do something the ipad pro is that computer every competitor including the ipad line is doing something like the ipad's yep, changing yep. the surface book's changing the chromebooks are we're about mm. hopefully seeing a pixelbook 2 this year mm-hmm. so which do you i'm think- really excited about. like do you think they are trying to bridge a gap? Do you think they're they're they I are like so. invested into like I don't know a AR or I still think it's the like Intel goggles thing. or whatever, and then and then they want to kind of switch yes, to yes, the new thing ish. I think desktop computing that won't go away. Gamble. I uh, yeah, so you're right, and I think that this, I think it's very difficult to know internal things, but if you see what's happening at Apple with a lot of different things that uh, are going on is they're trying to move a lot of things in house. So they have their like silicon in house now for the iPhone. They have like this week, uh, they it came out that like Qualcomm um, on their earnings is like, there's going to be a significant drop in sales because Apple has abandoned our modems. And then like, you're like, oh, cool, who could it be? And then everyone's like Intel. And then I hear from my friends that Intel disbanded that division like two years ago. So like, it's going to be Apple, probably, right? And so what is happening is I think they're stalling because they want to bring it in-house, but they're struggling. I think that they thought it would be ready last year, and it's not. Right. And I think they thought it would be ready this year. Because I, I think... So the, the iPhone, they started from scratch and built everything. Yes. And started buying some chips from everybody else. Yeah. But a lot of it is just Apple-made. And then the yeah. iPad, they did the same thing. And they thought it would maybe be easier to do so. it with the MacBook than it actually is. I think so. And you can see that reflected in the HomePod is a great example of a product that they really struggled to ship because it was a new form factor that they weren't ready to go to yet. Like, Yeah, it feels like there's already cobwebs on the fucking HomePod. There's not... not what is no, happening with that thing? Nothing. It's so sad they to me because... They didn't even bring it up on the call. Apple is so good at audio sometimes. Oh, that, that has the best I was audio. Like, I was like, the HomePod's going to have the best sound. Yeah. Maybe Sonos would compete there, but that's just yeah. about it, right? Sure. It'd be like Apple and Sonos would be at the top of the industry. Sure. But they failed on software again. Yeah, they failed on the software. And they actually... Um, I went to see a HomePod because I was genuinely interested. I'm like... Even if I'm not in the ecosystem, like I like nice sound. I have a lot of Sonos. Yeah. Let's go see it. The, the demonstration at the Apple store is miserable. It's on a table in a corner. just like It's just in the middle of the big room where like everybody is. And so you're listening to it and you can't hear it over everybody. Oh, no. It's cute, though. If you oh, they look, think they're They beautiful. look like little chubby like computers. I love it. Like, they, remind me of, Sorry. they remind me of, um, of What's a Movie Again? With Wally? Little, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. I love it. Um, no, I do love the way they look, but just like everything about how they work is non-functional. Especially well, if you think about how what we talked about could, a few weeks ago. You could say that about all Apple products. Yeah. I love the way it looks. It's just some of the software is like... Hey. No, it's always the software. It's, yeah. Look, out of all of this, it's Apple earnings. It's it's always like doom and gloom, and then they just like seem to troll everybody. And then but they'll I hit a think, trillion, I'm sure. Like, yeah, they will hit it. But I, I just think it is a really pivotal point that like in the next year or two is going to take... Um, uh, iPod-esque, iPhone-esque revolution to turn around. Like, the iPhone right. is it is a wealth extraction machine that can only go so far. And, like, I don't know where this ends when people stop buying phones. Like... Right. Well, I mean, yeah. It's already happening. Yeah. It's like most phones used to last 24 months. Now they last 36 months, and that's a huge problem for the iPhone. It's better for the environment. It's great. I think we should <laughs> only be replacing our... Like, we should replace our computers just as much as we replace our phones, for example. Like, sorry, the other way around. Other way around. Yeah. yeah, but you should do that. You should like, go three to five years with technology. There's no reason that this quad-core pixel can't last that long, and you're starting to see them fix the software to allow that this year. It's why... I'm, I mean, there's a couple reasons Apple didn't go into TVs. Like One is just like panel Ugh. constraints, Yeah. but they didn't do it because no one replaced their TV every year. Right. So they can ship a new Apple TV every two years, and you could probably get someone to upgrade their Apple TV because yeah, yeah. it's 150 Still bums me out, though. We should talk about TVs on a whole episode. Yeah. I like hate that whole industry. Like... My TV couldn't go uh, even like on channels without having the internet first. Yeah, it's, it's like it's what stupid. But I'm just it's like crazy. the TV industry tr- bad on 3D f- yeah. just to try and get you to upgrade. And now 4K. Now 4K. They're just trying like because you're just gonna sit. It's like the average is like 
10 years or something where it sits in your yeah. house before Yo, you get a new but one. But I wonder, there are so many people that just really don't care about these things. There's I love like, the Dutch market, My actually. TV works. Seriously, like, we had TVs for more than 10 years, no yeah, problem. Yeah. The Dutch we, market we, has, like, TVs this big. Like, yeah. The average size here is, like, 24 inches. It's I'm, crazy. I'm serious. We always had a TV like that. We, I think we had, like, a black and white TV for the longest yeah. time just because it still worked. So it's so funny because the average in the Netherlands is between 24 and 30 inches. In New Zealand, the average is between 50 to 70 now. And, like, it's so funny. I have a 50-inch. We don't And people come over, that, and they're man. like, what do you do with this? I'm like, I don't know. What's It's like a huge Yeah, TV. we don't have space here for that. Why? It's, there's plenty of space, but everybody thinks there's not. Well, it's just what you decide to center, like, your living exactly, room. Exactly, exactly. But well, it's back just to what I was saying is, like, it would be awesome if we upgraded our phones yeah. every 10 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, uh, well, we really should get there way. as a society because our planet's dying. Like, that's really what I'm talking about. It's like, yeah. it's not just about, like... Well, it's we like a hardware stop. bubble, actually, yeah. in a way. Like, I think everything will be less replaced in a few years. Like, once I the technology so. industry, like, pops, I think, like, it's all part of life now. Why do you replace things? Like, these companies have convinced us. Because you're bored or because you want to buy something or because you had a new paycheck. Or yeah, exactly. It's all marketing. Consumerism. Because you're fat okay, and let's you move on. Sad. Let's move on from this topic today. <laughs> I think it's just really interesting. Like, we'll probably recap around it, and I didn't want to make it a whole rant, but it is <laughs> really, did. like, I love it. We made I just a think rent. there's a lot of like moving parts right now, and if, if there's anything that Tim Cook is really good at, it's that he's really good at organizing Apple and mustering them around profitability. And the innovation is where he's like the only product that's new I read uh, that he's introduced has been um, the uh, like the whole new category was the Apple Watch. Yeah, and the um, HomePod. And he introduced uh, yeah, so HomePod was one. Um, and AirPods. So he's got three under his belt, but the two of those are not counted. You cannot see the revenue because they hide it. Right. So well, and the, the Apple Watch doesn't work without an iPhone. Yeah, And exactly. the HomePod doesn't They're really all work accessories. without an Apple device also. Yeah. It's, a, it's just really interesting. So, look, let's move on. I think there's a bigger topic to talk about anyway, which is China and Google. And I feel like I'm a little bit out of the loop on this one, so I might have to hand it over. No, so I'm go- on it. Google is going to create a new version of Google <laughs> for the China market that is censorable by the Chinese government. Oh, God. I don't like... I, I don't, so many feelings. I don't like the sound of that at all. No, nobody likes the sound of this, um, except maybe China. And, and Apple, by the way, which has censored iCloud. I think every... Like, there's just... It's so hard to break into that space and okay, work so with the government. Like The immediate take before I want to know any more facts is... Google's not in China for a reason. And right. They're one of the biggest companies that aren't in China, and they used to be. That's right. the most they significant thing. They that. had google.com.hk to get around the China thing. They were hosted in Hong Kong. Um, and then what happened was there was a huge revolt within Google. So they originally planned to make censored Google and the engineering. So the, a big thing that Google doesn't get enough credit for is actually the engineers at Google tend to fucking like get outraged, and it changes the direction of the company. Like Google's culture has been... Uh, directly responsible for changing a lot of bad things like this, like the Google yeah. Cloud thing. And, like, it always leaks, and then, like, Google changes direction. So, like, the company is well, sometimes evil, That's why, and then the yeah. engineers change the direction. And it's all business was, goals versus, like... Well, I was going to say that, like, they used to stick their neck out and say, don't be yeah. evil, and you attract talent. You attract yeah. people to work there based yes. on the moral And people stance. are very strong about it. And a mission statement, and you say, you know what, I want to work at a company that's doing good in the world and not being evil, and yep. you go and work there, and then they go to do something evil, and that's why people speak up, Yeah, so honestly. like the Pentagon contract, before you go back to Google, the yeah. one with the um, drones and the military, the reason that came out is because, like, there were four engineers who refused to work on it. Like, they just stopped working, and, like, it became a whole thing internally. And the China thing originally happened because the Chinese government asked them to censor it, and they were like, well, shit, we're going to have to shut down our operations, so I guess we have to. And then these engineers are like, fuck that shit. We're not going to, we're not willing to like do it. And so what happened was Google shut everything down. I mean, they, there's a few services you can access. I think there's like a um, Google Maps you can like use sort of. And like there's a few others, but Google search just doesn't even load. Right. Um, I, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that, that stuff like that is still happening. Yeah. Because some, or it's happening more maybe even because I, I felt like for the longest time people were just uh, doing the thing because their boss told them to and they like... Yeah. The, uh, I felt like there was this moral compass I was missing. Yeah, Google has been... It's really frustrating because, like, uh, people don't pay enough attention to how many times it's happened, maybe. But they've been a company that's willing to uh, capitulate to its engineers' morals. Yeah, because the 
I think we always talk about this in a way, but like uh, tech has become so personal and yeah. so inserted into our personal lives that these people are basically like, f for instance, when uh, a kid on mm -hmm. Facebook accidentally got outed to her oh. parents um, and it, it really changes lives that something like that is not considered. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I do feel like a lot of people are just mm. not thinking about the moralities of things. I'm yeah. actually really glad Well, it's just like we're in software and we're writing code is often the attitude without yeah. the implications of it. Which is pretty sad because that, that's not the implications that it really has. Um, so I was thinking, when you introduced the topic, I thought, mm. I don't like the sound of this, which is what, also what I said. Mm -hmm. But it can also be indeed a way to change things, maybe. Um, if like you can abandon the market, you can abandon the people, let's put it that way. Yeah. And leave them with their other censored stuff. Or you mm. could like be there and try to change the part where things are censored, maybe. Yeah. Um, and the only way you can do that is to be there. Yeah. It's a really interesting challenge as a company as well. Like at Google's size and Apple size, like how do you reconcile but do, business do you, goals. Do you guess this is a thing they want to do because they want to grow their market or yeah. because they want to change stuff? I think both. Well, so this, I think this is really bad, uh, like right. this time. Like they're going in and they're, so the story is they're essentially willing to censor it, right? Well, so just uh, a little more of the, the facts on it is it will be an Android app. Yep. It's codenamed Dragonfly right yep, now, yep. and it's a separate censored search engine. So it's not for China. It's not like you're in China and go to Google.com and this is what you get. It's a separate service almost. I wonder if it's actually um, related to Android in China being a big problem uh, because they will get sued the shit out of them because all these phones come with Android and like Google search. Oh, interesting. And so maybe it's to do with that yeah. instead. But it's a big problem nonetheless. And it's also happening across the industry. Like Apple... I don't. I didn't even understand how this happens. But if you go to iCloud.com.cn, it's iCloud by like Baidu Cloud or something. It's like co-branded, which Apple never does, and it's all hosted on a server that the Chinese government has oh, an encryption scary. key for. And so, like at so, at some point, I think Apple, which is very famous for its stance on like security, should be saying, "Well, like guys, like we're gonna we're giving it. Like they should at least tell you that, like, hey, by the way, now your shit, anyone can look at it. Right. And like it's the same in this case." Right, and but, but just to one more thing on it, the the outrage already from this hmm. will probably prevent it from happening because so. you've got Google users already upset about it. There's already employees like really frustrated, and then there's politicians on both sides of the aisle in the United States already outraged about it. So well, they're also working on a news app. I read, I remember this now on the information as well. They're working on Google News Chinese Edition, which filters out certain news stories with machine learning. Yeah, so this sounds a little evil. Yeah. But I I don't know. I do feel that there is a really big gap between China and the rest of the world because of this internet problem. Yeah. Um It is really interesting. Which is it's basically like we have two different is it called microcosms? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's two different internets yes. actually. Like if you go to China you can't access most of the wider internet and so they have their own internet. Yeah, and they and they do vastly different stuff than what yep. we're doing, which is really interesting. But they also really have different values. I see this because sometimes the two internets get get mixed. For yeah. instance, there is a lot of Chinese users uh, starting to use Dribble. Oh, really? And it's really interesting because they have such a different view on design and on how to work with design and, and copyright i've copyright. seen a lot of problems with that yes there's really big copyright problems but it's not that they are malicious and like taking people's works it's just they have a different view on the same well, thing chinese culture is like um for example uh, the us and like china are in a trade war right now because china doesn't respect a lot of electronics patents yeah and so like what happens a lot of times for apple for example is they go to a factory and they have a patent and the factory makes the thing for Apple, but they also make like 12 versions for themselves and sell them to all their mates. Yeah. And like that in China is not frowned upon. No. And it's like, normal. but that's how they're brought up. And so it's like interesting because they aren't exposed to this either at all, I think. Yeah. 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 It's but crazy. It's interesting to see it mixed like that. And it's, um, I, I think I it'll feel be a challenge like, long term. Yeah. It's a really, really, really big challenge because we, if, we're literally speaking two different languages, that too. But, like, it feels like we're living two different worlds. Yeah. and Which like, is kind of sad in a way as well. It's just interesting because it's filtered. Like, and everything in China goes through Baidu and, like, all of it is... 
going through the government. I want to, I'll put something really interesting I watched in the show notes, which is a Vice documentary um, from their TV network, which I forgot exists, um, talking about surveillance in China and how in China, like, everybody has facial recognition now. And so, like, if you break a law, the government actually shames you, like, on the street. So they have screens where they, like, post a picture of you breaking the law. Like, if you, like, would illegally run a red light, they'd put your photo on screens around this area and say, like, this person is a lawbreaker. It's very like Minority Report. It is so like that. And in China, but like they go, Vice goes to this company that's doing the facial recognition and they're like, I can't even, like, this just makes me laugh. They go there, the company's name, I don't even shit you. It's oh, named Skynet. Skynet, yeah. And like, she goes to the guy and she's like, you do realize like what this means, right? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, because we're watching everyone, like with a grin. And she's like, yeah, it's weird, right? And he's like, Why? <laughs> and that's the really interesting like culturally is it's accepted right but in in, in europe like uh it's actually illegal to do facial recognition on public like property right now i hope not for long uh sorry i hope it stays that way i was thinking i was gonna say hope i hope not for long the other way around i hope that long term it stays that way because in ireland they had a big problem with um ad panels at bus stations visual face recognition right. oh this also happened in norway yeah and they got and it also happened here briefly and they got in a lot of trouble and so people got really angry on the street yeah literally i i would too actually and i think that it's interesting that the norms in china um often tend to overflow as market trends later so like a lot of the stuff that's going on with like facebook messenger and like how it works and like it's got apps within apps that is because of like WeChat and like all of those right. different ecosystems in China and like everything that happens in China tends to be copied in the technology industry later. Because it's there's almost a billion internet users yeah. in China. So I mean it's 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 like you said, it's like its own planet of yeah. So they are basically internet, like, like, copying Apple's stuff and mm-hmm. then making their own software and then we are copying the software again? What a weird cycle. Yeah, it's weird. No, but it's like everything is a remix in China. And there's an episode of Silicon Valley about this, actually, where they, like, um, the guy copies their idea in China and just, like, makes fake users. And, like, there's no, there's no, like, it's all about just, like, making it as big as possible a lot of the time there. Or, like, it's just really interesting what happens with, like, uh, a lack of ethics in a vacuum. Almost like yeah, I I think or just different ethics. Like we, it can also it's also okay that people have different views on the same things, and I think that's interesting as well. Uh, It's sometimes just inconvenient for companies that Mm -hmm. are in Europe and that are like, what the fuck? I do I do want to just make sure that we don't paint it as their only copycat companies. No, no, I mean because innovation is the the yeah. There was like the unicorn startup list of 2018 it's already like more than half in alibaba China. is like yeah. the biggest one and like it's original it's amazon before amazon like there's all these new funded innovative companies and more than half of them are in china and none yeah. of them are in europe yeah, but that's yeah, that's yeah. the big thing is like what's happening is the west hasn't been paying enough attention to what's happening in china and so like companies like google are now trying to go back there yeah, because and they're doing stuff like this, which is not even acceptable in China. Because we are still like, crying over not being able to make a dentist appointment through the internet. And China's and, like... Yeah, and, and they have like restaurants without servers because you can just order through yeah. your phone. Yeah, I mean, and like mobile payments started. And, and WeChat payment, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all... It's I just, just want to make sure we yeah. weren't painting it. No, as no, they no were I, just I don't think that I hope yeah. it doesn't come across that way. It's just really interesting that all of the different things that happen in that market are a result of the market conditions. Like, it's the same reason that, like, startups in the U.S. are uh, often more successful or get more money. It's because the market conditions there allow them to get these crazy valuations because you can get a whole market without being regulated in America. Um, And it's, like, the same thing that you see going on. And American tech companies, especially Apple, especially Google, are very interested in China because it's the easiest, biggest market to go into. Right, yeah, it's one market down And people really like those brands. And that's the thing is, like... When Google shows up, they think they can make easy money there, I think. And Google, I will say, Google's biggest thing this year is actually going to other markets. Like, they're really big on India right now. They're really big on, um, like, a few other places. And they their long-term plan is, like, ever since Sundar came became CEO, they really shifted to that global market. But I don't know if they should compromise on this. Like, I really, I struggle with it. It's like, do these people, should they get Google censored or should they get Baidu, which is basically, like, government, like, placed yeah it's a really big struggle yeah it's definitely like a 
more of like an ethics problem for Google than a yes. technology solution. Like they've yeah. got all the tech they, they could want to solve problems. And mm-hmm. if you say you need to have a sensor version of Google right. ready, they can do it. But yeah, it's like, but like where's the ethics there? Yeah. And like it's it's a challenge. I, I'd like to think as an engineer I'd say no, but you just don't know in the like circumstances. There's also like the concern of they're gonna find an engineer that'll say yes. Yeah, well exactly. Okay. It's time for lightning round. It's like hot takes round. Um okay, so in this segment, we give a piece of news and we have to react in a tweet or less. And so we're gonna do round one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stop making noises because Zach is just going to shame me until I stop doing it. Yeah. By not editing them out. I was going to say help. Uh, Okay. So who wants to go first? Who wants to be the lightning round uh, this time? I will start. I will start this time. So my news item for this week is... I feel like this is show and tell, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Here's this tweet I found. Here's this tweet I found. No. So apparently Facebook security chief is leaving... And no one's going to replace him. Is this Stamos? What's his Alex name? Stamos. Yeah. Yeah. What's our take? No one's replacing him? No one's That's replacing him. That's my tweet. Him. No one's replacing him? Exclamation point. Um, question mark. Exclamation point. Question mark. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Mine doesn't fit in the tweet. It's so long. Uh, that's my tweet. Uh, no. Okay. So my tweet is, I'm not surprised, question mark. Um, no. So he, uh, he has been long the most public complainer at Facebook about like a lot of these things and like he accidentally almost got himself fired slash I think he was fired and he's actually not quitting yeah um a few months ago when he got in a fight publicly about like what the Russia involvement was and like that people were wrong and like whatever he had to apologize for it later and that was that's why he's leaving and I like I'm not surprised that He's leaving simply because I don't think Facebook cares. I'm okay, so surprised he's, he's not, not replaced. He's not only leaving the whole security team is dissolved. Yeah. Whoa. And that's the question I have is like, is this voluntary or are they all leaving because he's leaving? Well, and I also think like him acting out publicly was because he wasn't being listened to internally. Yeah. So a Facebook spokesman said in an email, Facebook will continue to evaluate what kind of structure works best. No security team. Yeah. So my take is, I guess nothing is going to change. How convenient I, they I have never, no security team. I never felt secure with them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Especially not after the whole Cambridge Analytica thing. I mean, you could just like just use the space for kittens or something fun instead. Yeah. Because, yeah, more kittens. More kittens. <laughs> uh, like, everything's hacked anyway. But wait, security has so many different definitions. Yeah. And like, if you're executive level security it's not just about user security you're also doing cyber security you're also i mean it's like structural it's like the way your coders are coding but i mean yeah exactly yeah there's developer environment like there's so many things that fall under security data center physical security i know there's network security yeah it's concerning because it's such a big team at companies generally yes that if he's leaving and part of the team's leaving, it's like, which part of security are we losing? Or yeah. are they losing? And I'm also wondering why they hired this guy to begin with. Because he is, he worked at Yahoo before, right? Yep. Which also got hacked. Yes. Um, he resigned after discovering the company had built a system to scan oh, emails yeah. for the U.S. government. Mm. I, I mean, if you do something it's like that. see security officer we didn't know. I, I, I see how that looks, but there's also the, like they were there to experience something like that. They might not have been yeah. responsible for it. They were like, oh, I, I, I got in there to clean up that mess. I also want yeah. to just uh, maybe retract my take ever so slight, slightly. Um, as somebody who worked at a company that got a national security letter once, you don't have a choice. That's all I can say. Yeah, true. Like, I don't care if you're the security officer. If you quit, it's going to be just as bad for you. Right. Because you are, like, federally obligated to actually action it. And so if you quit you might get actually put for obstruction of justice. And so it's really hard to, like, blame him for that. But so he will be teaching now at Stanford. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, so. so will Peter Thiel at Harvard. So I'm Ew, very gross. excited about 2018. Okay, let's keep moving. It's, oh, uh, is Peter Thiel at Harvard or Stanford? Oh, maybe it's also Stanford. Stanford's there, right yeah. there. Okay, so my take. Uh, oh, I've got two. Okay, I'm just going to pick one. I've got two. We can do another round. No, no, no. no. We've got a lot too long today. I've been measuring. Uh, okay, so Uber is no longer doing autonomous trucks. They abandoned the whole effort. Everything. 
What is your take? All right, I have two takes. Okay, two so tweets. One is the trucking industry is gigantic in the United States. Mm-hmm. So I was always like a little sad about like this is going to create a lot of change in that industry. And some companies that were working on autonomous trucking were like looking at vocational programs for mm. truckers to like teach them how to code. So there was like this really mm. interesting dynamic of like a ton of people are going to lose their jobs, but also might get new jobs. Hopefully, yep. question mark. Cross your fingers. Yep. And take two. Take two is like, I, I think if we can go autonomous trucking, we can also go electric trucking. Mm. And I was really kind of hopeful for that because of like the amount of greenhouse gases from Luckily, trucks alone. There's Tesla still. Right. That's what I was going to say is like, there are other startups doing yep. it still. Um, what's the one? There's Thor is the yep. other startup doing it. Tesla. And then there's um, even Vol- Volvo and Daimler are doing it. Yeah. Um, I think there's an opportunity. Uh, very good. Take. It, this is a very American problem, I feel. Right. Yeah, no, yes. I think we don't see it as much in Europe, but the trucks drive a lot further here, actually. Okay. Like, there's trucks also, drive from, like, Poland to the bottom of France, for example. Sure, but, there's like, also, roads are way more complex. True. Here. There's also more train infrastructure yeah. here. Yeah. That's, you way can self-drive a train pretty easy. Um, no, so my take is basically that, like, the self-driving uh, distortion field is over. Like, I think that... The reality for the last, like, two years is they've been, like, hyping, like, self-driving, yeah, yeah, yeah. And trucks were, like, the easy one, and now it's over, basically, is, like, the the way I interpret this is, like, okay, so trucks were really fucking hard, and they were supposed to be the easy one. And so everybody who's been saying, oh, yeah, we're going to have self-driving cars in 2020, it's full of shit. Like, it's way further out than we thought. Oh, it's nice to dream a little, right? Yeah. I think it's nice to dream. I think there's a difference between dreaming and selling a science fiction vision. I would just, like, less... People to die and more cars to be. Yeah, and I agree. Trucks, so. I, that's what yeah. I was hoping for. Like, I literally was having a conversation on the weekend about self-driving trucks and how I thought they would be first. Because it's like a fairly easy problem. Like you, in my mind at least, is you have a driver in it. It only self-drives on highways. Like highways tend to be straight and long, um, and they tend to be having like three destinations. So yeah, it's so pretty not easy. in Europe though. <laughs> no, yeah, that, but even the European highways are fairly predictable. I mean, like it's not about doing it the whole way. It's just like eighty percent of the job can be automated but it's clearly harder than i think they thought well or was it because they got sued oh yeah because by waymo because was the guy's name Lewandowski took yeah, the all world's the op- shittiest cyber criminal he took all the the ip from google started auto which was an autonomous mm. trucking company that uber bought and that's what auto was is being shut down oh, yeah, exactly of course there was this whole th- or ordeal yeah. over like i think that's partially it and i also think that like uber is rumored to be ipoing next year and they're currently doing what every company does when they're about to IPO and starting to look very good for investors on the yeah. balance sheet. I'm sure this was a $2 billion hole. Hey, At least. Isn't yeah. like Uber rumored to be IPOing every fucking year? Yeah, <laughs> that's no, true. But, uh, that's true. But they were supposed to be doing it every year since forever. But like Dara's whole mandate as CEO is IPO the company. Like he got bought on very publicly to make Uber public. And Clean I think it it's because yeah. like they've, They've raised $10 billion, $12 billion to date now, and it's getting to be a problem. I mean, their valuation is Well, yeah, crazy. and it also it's a huge problem for the first investors now because they've got so much capital locked up that they actually could get like completely screwed over. Well, there was a secondary sale. Um, yeah. SoftBank bought in yes. bought current equity. That solved so. a lot of the relief. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you can't do this forever. Like, if you're raising from Saudi princes, you have a problem. Right. Um, okay, next one. So uh, my take is MoviePass yep. in the United States, and they ran out of money twice this week yeah it was sort of like an unlimited pass to go see movies in the theater yeah it was really cheap any theater yeah was it yeah okay any theater any theater and it was cheaper than buying a movie ticket yes like two movie tickets and it was cheaper (laughs) like something like this but they're running out of money and uh everyone is kind of bummed it reminds me of oh i'll save my take yeah go no, it reminds me of the food delivery wars when they first started. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. When they first, first started, you'd get free credits for signing up. Like 50 euros. <laughs> but you could sign up as many times as you want because it was based mm-hmm. on the serial number of an iPhone at the time. And so yep. you just grab a different phone. And like I said, I worked at the Apple store. So we would use all of the... I, didn't I just say used that. that burner app. Yeah. So like. <laughs> <laughs> that was... It was like the... the Food delivery wars started yep. then, and this was like 2012, I would say, 2013. And it was sign up, get a bunch of food for free, yeah. and then stop using the service. And I think MoviePass well, is going through the well, same. Well, the business model back then was like put everybody out of business by being spending a lot of money. Like, So this 
this is actually going on right now, right here with the with, with the America. food thingy. Right in Europe, yeah. yeah. Fedora versus Deliveroo versus Uber Eats versus Dosbazor versus. <laughs> yeah, we have a bunch of them. So hungry. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, there's so many. <laughs> Okay, so my take on this is um, two-pronged. Number one, uh, unlimited movie passes can work. It's just the film industry doesn't want it to work. Yeah, the film industry is That's the thing. It works. It actually works here in Europe. It exists. Yeah. Uh, I'll get into that in a minute. And number two is I don't watch many movies anyway because they're too expensive. I don't... And I don't enjoy the movie theater experience. For that much money, I might. I have to. I have to say, going to the movies here is so much cheaper than going to the That's movies true. in the United States. What does it cost to go to a movie so much in the U.S.? I mean, it, if you're in a city, your ticket starts at like twelve or fourteen bucks. Yeah. yeah. But okay. the food, you're gonna spend like thirty dollars on popcorn and a drink. Okay. Right. And like here, it's like we bought a whole meal's worth of food because they serve full meals yeah, at yeah. the so movie theater. So did you know that we have this movie pass? Um, Especially in Amsterdam, it works really well because there's a lot of, like, um, what are they called? The blah blah cinema? Art house. Art house cinemas. It's an art house cinema. Indie cinemas, yeah. uh, Movie pass. Yeah. And one of the rules to uh, have this program in your theater is that you're not allowed to serve popcorn. Oh, thank God. What? Yes. I I actually don't go to cinemas that sell popcorn. If you can go... If yeah. you can go That's to... That's the whole point of going. No, no it's too butter, messy and smelly. Salt. Too smelly, messy. And this is fascinating. The thing yeah. is, there's a lot of hygiene problems and Rats. mouse problems. Uh, I, and... The first time I ever saw a rat in a movie theater was in the Netherlands. Yes. <laughs> We're not really selling it. It's a great experience because... the movie. As I was trying to say, you could get a whole meal's worth of food and it's like nine euro. And you're like, what? So yeah. I always found that weird because I hate going to movies and ha- hearing people eat. And so um, what happened in New Zealand many years ago is Peter Jackson um, invested in a lot of movie theaters. And so like they renovated two of them in Wellington for um, the Hobbit uh, premiere and for the Lord of the Rings, the second movie premiere, Twin Two Towers, that one. This is the longest Twitter thread ever. Yeah, I know. But let me tell you, he, he stipulated <laughs> when he invested that they wouldn't sell noisy food. So like no popcorn, no like plastic wrappers. Chip, chip yeah. So nice to go there because it's really fancy and you're allowed to bring like candy, but it comes in a big, like, in a, like a bucket. Yeah. And like, so if you buy like a bag of crisps at Pate, yeah, they will give you a paper bin to put in the crisps so you can throw away the bag. Oh, that's oh, nice. Amazing. It's really nice. Look, I, look, I just think that I think there's a big shift coming that people don't want to pay the prices they're paying right now. Like this is a more right. nuanced take, I think. And like, MoviePass was everybody desperately wanting it to happen, but the company sucked. Yeah. So what I know about uh, the the movie pass that I have here in the Netherlands is called Cineville. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a person who is a CEO of a movie theater, mm. and I talked to her about it. And apparently, it's very attractive for especially like art house yeah. uh, movie theaters to have this because um, they made the construction so that the movie theater actually makes more money off. Yeah. A person using their pass than the person just buying a ticket. That makes yeah, sense. Because it's gar- it's guaranteed money rather than like, well, if I only go see five well, movies a it's year. It's not that guaranteed because I can also just go to any other. Like yeah. there is so many. Right. But it increases movie patron theaters. patronage, I imagine. Yes. Like predictably. But so the we have to figure out like why it didn't work in the United States oh, for I movie can tell pass. You, I can tell and you. It's it's this. I think it's a couple things. It's the movie industry, and I think it's also the this this environment of. That's how tech companies start is in yeah. debt. And they're like, well, we have funding. We're going to raise more money. This is a weird one because it was a hedge capital. Yeah, and they've been around since 2011, I yeah. believe. But the actual, I think there's a bigger problem going on, even globally, but mostly in America, is like you have a monopoly on like theaters, like AMC and then like three other chains own everything. And so like with MoviePass, they were just having to pay like insane fees to these companies just to like make it work. Um, and it was all just bludgeoned. Like, they were just, like, buying the actual ticket behind the scenes. Like, it was insane. Um, and so I think, like, the TLDR is it can work. It does work. There's many markets where it does. This was just a really shitty, like, approximation of it. But the problem that you definitely have in America is the theaters don't want it. Yeah. And I think the movie industry as a whole needs to, like, suffer the Netflix effect a bit more um, to really, like... 
get out of that mentality. I think maybe they are suffering from Netflix, yeah, and that's too. why they were like, no, we can't let another startup yeah. come in and ruin These our guys are going to come and ruin it again. Yeah, MoviePass is going to Netflix us in theaters. Just like, yeah. I can't wait for like next year, because next year is going to be like the year that Disney's all like, hey, we made DisneyFlix.com, and none of our shit's on anything except DisneyFlix, and you have to subscribe for it. I hope their apps are better. I just, I, I don't even care. Like, just get, like, ugh, it's so bad. Like, all the Disney content is nowhere right now. This is the best trick capitalism I've ever seen. You used to pay ca- for cable, which was yeah. too expensive. So much But you'd money. get everything would come to your house. Yeah. And now it's, we pay ten ninety nine to like every services. single service that we want to watch. And uh, Netflix. Dizzy and Netflix and HBO. You just pay per service. When Stars left Netflix yeah. and created their own, I was so mad. I was like... So what I do is I just basically have a cap. I only ever pay for two at a time. I have to cancel another one. And so, like, if I'm not... If I'm paying for Hulu, I'm going to cancel HBO. Okay, this this merged from, like, TV. a Twitter Yeah, okay, we're done. This is the, like, this a is fucking novel. Cold takes. Hold, 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 <laughs> moderately warm takes. All right. Lukewarm takes. On that topic, it's warm in here, so it's time it to is, wrap up. Until winter, we're going to say this on every episode. Um, the heat wave continues. We're going to find a basement to record in one oh time. Oh, my God, yes. please. If anybody knows somebody with a basement in Amsterdam, please email us. Hi, no. <laughs> I do, but it's noisy oh, because no. my co-workers sit there, or okay. co-workers, other freelancers. Colleagues. Okay. If you're listening to this and you like it, we actually do have a big ask. Please, 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 please open your iTunes. I'm sorry, you have to open iTunes to do this. I hate myself for saying this. And review us four or five stars, probably five, maybe four. Uh, no, just like any review helps a lot. Um, we got into new and noteworthy in a few countries because some of you reviewed it. So it's really appreciated every time. Um, there are show notes on the website, chargepodcast.com. Plus, Frederica does great art. For every single episode oh, that I haven't bought up ever, so I just want to point out that she does that. It's, it's my fantastic, um, and it's always interesting to see like what hot take she got out of it. Yeah. For that, like, <laughs> this is a few weeks ago, I was like, damn, that's a good takeaway. It's pretty interesting. It's usually the, th- the one thing that yeah. sticks. The Nintendo DS one is still will, my favorite. Will become like the cover. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay. Cool. And if you have any feedback, it's um, hi at chargepodcast.com, or you can join the Discord community. It's growing. It's really good fun. Every week, there's a new link in the show notes. Uh, that's the only way exclusively into the channel so like if you want to come and hang out please do um, other than that thanks for listening thank you bye biscuits bye biscuits bye podcast that looks at tech under your under your hood under the collective your under your hoods (laughs) all right almost there